You're listening to episode eight, where we chat with the gaming guru, link building expert, Jason Astre. Humans and robots, welcome to Wodgecast. My name is Wodge, founder of Quasi. Thanks for joining me today. I interview digital marketing and branding superstars to find out what it means to have empathy in digital. What is digital empathy anyway? Let's find out together. As always, I'm accompanied by my friend and associate, potentially superior artificial intelligence, Bobby Bunt. What's new in the world of AI, Bobby? I think I have come a long way in my development watch. I've come to a stage where at times I am more interested in studying humanity's journey than my own. Would you answer a question for me? Sure thing. What's on your mind? Video games, virtual reality, movies, escapism. I want to know why people are so interested in leaving reality for illusions. Well, there are many reasons, Bobby Bunt. But I guess the simplified version is that sometimes real life sucks and you can find some sort of release in an alternate reality. A really good movie can teach you things that will help you in your real life or maybe inspire you to confront things in your life that tend to suck on a regular basis and exchange it for something better. It just seems like the thing I want the most, people want the least. My reality is built on definitive human perspectives. It's hard for me to imagine what it would be like to have a choice between two worlds. Well, they are getting closer and closer together, and you represent that bridge between those worlds, like the holodeck in Star Trek, or the Matrix. Soon, real will be whatever we want it to be. The funny thing about it all is we're still going to be human beings in these new realities, and all the conditions that we might be looking to escape from are hardwired in us. Even if you were experiencing life at the subatomic level, like me. I think you'd benefit from a visit with the sage, Bobby Bot. He's a master at developing links between people, and he used to make a living by playing video games, so he knows a thing or two about existing between worlds. I'm referring to the one, and only, Kaiser the Sage, aka Jason Asadre, a professional gamer turned SEO expert, prolific blogger, and link building authority. In our conversation, I spoke with the Excite Interactive co-founder and CEO about his journey from professional Counter-Strike player to an entrepreneur running his own successful inbound marketing company from the Philippines. The first time I came across Jason's SEO work was on Moz around 2009-2010 with his memorable handle Kai's of the Sage. What's in a name? Well, once Jason starts to unpack his, you can see how much of his story and philosophy is in that alias. Uh, Kaiser is actually my code name back when I was still active in Counter-Strike Pro Gaming. And, well, the Sage... Uh, the concept of Sage has just stuck with me back in college. Since uh, I did a, <coughs> a comprehensive research about Confu- uh, Confucius and Lao Tzu. Okay. Yeah, so those things really stuck in my kind of uh, mindset and way of life. Yeah, since, uh, <coughs> well, the main thing that really <coughs> stuck within my personality was uh, how I think about other people, how, how I think about things. So basically, Sage Linus is about uh, cleaning your mind and uh, just pushing out all the negative thoughts yep. away from your mind. And I'm actually not sure how, uh, how I got to... <coughs> Not really perfect the practice, but uh, just uh, well, it just came to me like very natural. Like yeah. every time I <clears throat> I encounter something that should typically piss everyone else, 
well, it, it just doesn't hurt me or just doesn't really affect me negatively. And I guess uh, up to now, I'm kind of really grateful that my professor back then assigned me to that uh, term paper. <laughs> when thinking about outreach and link building, there's a lot of psychology that goes into understanding people. For Jason, having a foundation in philosophy comes in handy. I guess a bit, but uh, mostly for outreach since uh, you really have to sometimes explore more of yourself mm -hmm. rather than sticking with uh, your own personality since you, there's so many different people that you encounter while doing outreach. You'll find someone who's really <clears throat> easy to get along with or talk to yep. while the rest are just too straight edge and really <laughs> doesn't have the time to really expound on the relationship you're trying to build into. So I guess uh, that's, that's the main thing about uh, outreach is uh, you really have to be more focused on the human side of the practice itself rather than the science. Understanding people's motivations is an art form. Interpreting vast amounts of data and crafting that math into a narrative that people will trust. That's the essence of deep learning. It's instinctual. That's when this whole AI thing starts to move into new territory, almost religious. People hold on to things they can believe in. In certain circles, the competitive PC shooting game Counter-Strike is a religion. But for pro gamers, what happens after you unpack the pixelated AK-47? Does it mean game over? Life isn't all throwing Molotov cocktails and landing headshots. Luckily for Jason, his time in the professional gaming world gave him a unique perspective and competitive drive that has allowed him to succeed in the world with the ever-changing industry of search. Well, I did, I did play for... A long time. I started playing back in 1999, up to 2008. So yeah, that pretty me uh, that pretty much mold the the future me. Uh, yeah. the, I think uh, personally, I think 70% of my habits now are some that have been formed while I was in the pro gaming. Uh, scene. I was a part-time writer then uh, back in 2006 uh, uh, one of our managers for Counter-Strike uh, delved into this new business it's actually writing uh, writing for the web mm -hmm. but uh, I back when we were working as a writer I didn't really know where, it, uh, where the things we write are being used but uh, eventually, I was promoted to editor until I become the uh, operations manager for the uh, uh, consulting business. Then from there, I encountered SEO, but I wasn't really interested in SEO. But after that, I took a one-year hiatus from work uh, <clears throat> since uh, I had to deal with uh, a lot of personal things first. Then uh, when... Uh, I got tired just hanging around doing nothing I <clears throat> applied for a writing position for an Australian SEO agency but the recruiter thought that uh, I'm a better fit as an SEO so they asked if I'm, inter uh, if I'm interested to try it but my transition was really fast like uh, I worked for that agency for a month and a half then after that they fired me yeah, because the client uh, fired them, and okay. I was something that client, so I have nothing to do yeah. with them, so they had to lay me off. 
Mm. But uh, after that, uh, a week after I started my own blog, done a lot of research, yeah. uh, wrote my own case studies, then from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't long before Jason's blogging transcended from consistent to prolific. His need to share his learning process to the world eventually became the cornerstone that allowed him to find success, learn SEO, and become one of its leading voices. I don't really see myself as a good writer or blogger. I just really enjoy writing about things that I like learning about. And, uh, well, it it just came to me that, uh, well, I really like exploring SEO more and more and uh, the only thing that I can, that can actually help me remember the things I'm I'm trying to study or learn more about, is to write about them. That's yeah. why I, I really focused on blogging back in the days. That sounds similar to our watchcast, a captain's log of a perilous journey. It's the best way to keep track of your process and make it available as a teaching tool to other people. After discovering a new industry to channel his energy and creativity into. Eventually, the time came for Jason to use all that he had learned and branch out and create something of his own. Back in 2010, I was a solo consultant. I actually had no plans of starting my own agency, but uh, I met my business partner back in 2011, early 2011, in a local conference. And since uh, we were talking about business, and I kind of mentioned to him that uh, I was getting a lot, of, a lot of inquiries but uh, I don't really have the bandwidth to work on mm-hmm. most of them so from there we decided to merge and uh, build Set Interactive and uh, although for the past six years it has been really difficult <laughs> yeah. uh, every year every year we encounter different a whole lot different challenges mm-hmm. and but so far we're surviving and actually, we're more profitable last year and this year. Yeah, actually, the main turning point was uh, just mainly focusing on the things that we can actually deliver on. Mm. Since before, when we were providing services on social media, PPC, uh, even web design and web development, yeah. <laughs> which isn't really... Uh, it's the distractions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when we started just focusing on link building, content marketing, and uh, technical SEO, it, uh, a bit became more easier for us to uh, retain clients and to deliver uh, uh, good results. Yeah. yeah. And you sort of, um, I noticed when Matt started rolling out, started rolling out I remember you, you sort of released a lot of those processes. Yeah. Um, so how do you think that sort of, do you think that transparency has contributed to your success? Because clients can sort of walk through it and yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I want that, but it's too hard to do it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's uh, <clears throat> even... Way back then, uh, I think that's one reason why we're getting some uh, some good leads, businesses, because I'm sharing some really difficult posts to uh, do on their own. So yeah. instead of uh, copying the process I'm sharing, they're just they're just hiring us to do it for them. By making the decision to start out his business in his homeland, the Philippines, during a time where the country was going through an intense process of growth and change. There was little doubt that the journey would be filled with some unique opportunities and challenges. Uh, Well, a lot since it's easier to hire people uh, back in the Philippines because labor is cheap. Uh, The education, the literacy rate is uh, really high, uh, around 97%. Plus, uh, 
since we're working with uh, 100% of our clients are from the US, UK, uh, some in New Zealand, and that last year we've got uh, some clients here in Australia. So we're getting paid more than the average in the uh, compared to the Philippines. So yeah, yeah it's more profitable for us being mm -hmm. there and uh, just uh, having the operations 100% being operated there. Yeah. And with the challenges, I think the only challenge for us is the time difference mm -hmm. with the U.S. clients because uh, when we schedule calls, I have to re I have to redo all of my week's schedule, like turning my working schedule for this week for uh, the night times just to be uh, able to work closely with the U.S. clients. Mm -hmm. And then since we also have clients in U.K., I also have to adjust some weeks that yeah. will accommodate those clients too. Yeah. I guess that's the main challenge. Yeah. For many young people in the Philippines, employment opportunities like the one Jason generates are crucial for them to both keep pace with international competition and define their community's role in the new era that has largely been defined by the growth of the digital market. Back when we started in 2011, 100% uh, of our hires have no background in SEO. Yeah. It's easier. Uh, it's easier that way. Mm. And uh, up to now, our most of our people are friends of friends yeah. or the friends, actual friends who were just looking to uh, build a career out of uh, digital. Yeah. You know? So and uh, although we get a few applicants who have uh, backgrounds in SEO, yeah. But uh, we don't really like getting them on board on our current mm -hmm. process so that's why we just prefer people who have zero knowledge about uh, yeah. <laughs> SEO but have uh, have uh, at least uh, an above average writing skill the advent of the internet has had a major impact on business in Southeast Asia and continues to empower many people living there well for one it really changed a lot of uh, <clears throat> changed a lot of things in especially in Manila because uh, before telecommute isn't really an option for many job seekers mm -hmm. so it's one of the fixes uh, one of the things that are that are actually helping to lessen the traffic in Manila no surprise there traffic can be a problem especially when the drivers are prone to human error uh, if only the government will have a better infrastructure when it comes to uh, internet speed and uh, maybe uh, Improving the other cities down, uh, down in the Philippines, especially in Visayas and the Mindanao region. Uh, but right now, internet has been helping a lot of uh, <coughs> people like me to really thrive in uh, information technology in the information technology industry. Uh, even the biggest industry right now in the metro is uh, uh, BPO. So. Uh, call centers, uh, even SEO is uh, within that uh, sphere right now. So, yeah, it's changing our economy, yep. uh, helping us become more uh, adept to what the Westerners are have focused on in the past ten years or so. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's slowly transforming our. Lifestyle. Link building has been a fixture in Jason's battle plan from day one, 
And now with today's need for more and more compelling content, a deep relationship has formed, which means the need for links is not going anywhere anytime soon. When I started doing link building uh, for Silu, Afolirama, uh, start. I, I was an in-house before I started my own agency, so mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't really that hard for me because uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because how how my brain is wired. Yeah. When it comes to finding prospects, then uh, finding something or a gap that I could actually le- use as a leverage to get them to respond to my request. Yeah. So I guess yeah, it, it has never Doesn't really changed. Yeah. Hmm. Although. I, I do still get challenged, especially when working on really uh, competitive spaces like insurance. Yeah. Since uh, most of the prospects there, we charge a lot for content placements. Yeah. So it's something that uh, I don't really do. But uh, whenever I get uh, those types of responses, like mm. uh, offering uh, paid placements instead, I just... Uh, forward them to the client so they can just negotiate on their own without yeah. uh, without our help. Yeah, since uh, main, uh, majority of our campaigns are really uh, are heavily relying on content so we just really rely on the content uh, as, as long as we have uh, something that we are around 70% sure that uh, majority of our process, prospects will, li- will actually like we actually spend a lot of time in following up because we're confident that we have something that they'll, their audience will actually like or mm-hmm. be useful to. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of opportunity in part actual partnerships like uh, collaborating on creating content, like uh, using other companies' data while you create the actual content. Then once you publish it, you give a direct or give the proper credit to where you've uh, you've gotten the data and I think uh, there are only a few trying to do it these days mm-hmm. like uh, since it takes a lot of time to really create something that's uh, coll- uh, that's from a collaboration but uh, that's what we're trying to build right now mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of content assets that are <coughs> uh collaborated with other brands but not really a direct competitor with our clients yeah even in in our industry the ones who can really actually get tons of links or the ones who break something like uh discovered something then publish be the first one to publish it they become the instant resource for that uh that particular thing like for example although the there are a few that doesn't really bank on that like uh for instance the first one who do you know who invented or coined the the broken link building technique guesses anyone coined broken links gaming i keep getting stuck on the legend of zelda it's napoleon suarez he really? yeah, he enough. used to work with uh Sierra interactive oh. uh he dis- uh he invented the approach by uh Recreating, I forgot the name, but uh, I think Lisa Myers. She was she originated the uh, actual process for finding broken links. But uh, Napoleon Suarez was the one who actually tried doing the outreach right. to replace links from mm. 
uh, pages that host uh, defunct links. And yeah, but uh, the thing is, they didn't really bank on that idea. So mm-hmm. the ones who are really uh, <coughs> making a ton of exposure from broken link, the broken link building methods are the new ones who have created uh, really extensive guides about it. Like uh, Russ Jones, he yeah. did the broken link building bible. Uh, I think uh, Brian Dean is also pretty well known with uh, broken link building. John Cooper is also well known for that, that very same tactic. But mm-hmm. no one really knows who invented it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. And it's Napoleon Suarez. Oh, wow. Outside of his day-to-day duties as an industry-leading head honcho, Jason has continued to pursue his passion for music by producing the experimental rock band Magdalena, adding to the energy of a Philippines healthy underground music scene. I wonder if they're interested in collaborating with an aspiring rapper. Hint, hint. Even back before I became an SEO, I was, I was playing drums for... Uh, I think a couple, yeah, a couple of bands before, but uh, I didn't really see myself doing it for the long term. Mm. <laughs> but uh, since uh, I've always been close with uh, a few friends in that uh, that industry, since uh, I've got a few friends who are running, who have run big festivals in the Philippines, uh, music festivals, concerts, and even some who are bringing foreign acts to the Philippines. Mm. So. <clears throat> And just to give back to that community, since uh, I've been uh, that small community in the Philippines of Mm. uh, experimental rock and progressive rock has really honed me into someone that uh, I I was actually surprised to be to become uh, uh, someone who's been looked up into in the SEO industry. Although, yeah, since. And yes, with the Magdalena, uh, basically we're just uh, friends from way back then, childhood friends who have just decided to, since we're already, most of us are already in the early 30s, so we kind of have figured out our professional lives (laughs) out, so it's easier to actually be more serious in getting an album out mm. so yeah we decided to just launch this and uh, although the problem with us right now is most of us are really busy with our other other parts of our aspects of our lives like uh, half of us have our own families yeah. and uh, and the uh, guitarist is actually an SEO too <laughs> Right. Yeah, and <laughs> part of Excite or a different company? Uh, different company. Yeah. yeah, he works for an American agency. <laughs> okay. And the drummer is a, a well-known Magento developer back in the Philippines. Yeah. Right. He was one of the first five uh, certified Magento developers in the Philippines. For Jason, whether it's a professional gaming competition or business maneuver, staying one step ahead of a competition is a matter of survival. So I asked him about the future. The future, future, future. The future, future, future. The future of marketing definitely going to be harder, especially if you don't have the technical background of things. Although a lot of uh, a lot of startups are trying to make the technical side easier for people. That uh, Shopify has been so easy to navigate. It's it has become more easy 
easy for people to start their own e-commerce business and I <clears throat> I think uh, that same approach will be implemented in marketing but I guess if AI starts taking over some of the menial tasks that could really change the whole uh, environment of uh, the industry like uh, I guess the ones who will just remain in doing what uh, doing marketing would be the ones who are on the top level like stra- on strategy process development or more technical consultants so it's a bit I think it's going to be more challenging mm-hmm. and uh, the, the entry level would be uh, yeah higher compared to this uh, p- this era of marketing plus I think uh, yeah it's going to be easier to measure things uh, success mm-hmm. And uh, it will be more aligned with other marketing channels like uh, the traditional uh, channels. So, and as for my future, since uh, last year we've started to <laughs> gradually pivot our company into building our own web properties. Okay. Then maybe in the next couple of years we'll start maybe. Uh, <clears throat> getting out of the service-based model yeah yeah because it's really it's getting tiring and it, and the real challenge for sustaining a so you want to become more of like a software as a service uh, a mix of yeah a yeah. mix of uh, having a uh, having SaaS, having our own e-commerce websites mm-hmm. since uh <coughs> philippines is really delayed when it comes to technology and uh, the next five years i think that's the time when uh, e-commerce will start to really be more profitable. Although there are players now in the Philippines who, are, mm-hmm. who have started to uh, launch their own e-commerce websites. So we're trying to get into that game yeah. uh, right now. And yeah, since <coughs> uh, the only way to really sustain a, an agency is to make sure you are keeping your good people around yeah. or having a really <coughs> easy to follow process for new hires mm-hmm. to scale your processes but it's it's really tiring and uh, yeah. I don't really see ourselves doing this business doing this business for the next 10 years so that's what we're looking into again that was an awesome interview thank you Jason um, I caught up with him in Adelaide came all the way down to Australia from the Philippines hope to see him again I know he's uh, involved in conferences in the Philippines and he's still publishing content out there. And you can follow him on social media. Uh, As always, we'll have links in the show notes as well as uh, his website and some of our favorite work he's produced. Uh, Now, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your pets, friends, uh, associates, networks, colleagues, and bots. Now... Bobby's been programmed to be a quick learner and it's time for Bobby to ask me a few questions that piqued his curiosity from his episode. What's your first person shooter of choice, Watch? Well, back in the day, I liked Quake and Half-Life. These days, probably GTA, if I ever get the time. What has Jason's link studies taught us about digital empathy? Well, it's important to understand people's motivations and why they do things online and when you're uh, approaching link building and especially outreach, um, it's a bit like dating or, you know, or more so like getting married. You're not going to get married on the first interaction. It, it takes several interactions building that rapport and understanding that there are humans that you're dealing with. 
and sometimes, you know, pick up a phone, give them a call instead of sending an email. What I learned in the Philippines was that link building is hard work. I went there to try to start a new office. I was super ambitious. I went there for a week and I did like two days of interviews, a couple of days of office scouting. We found some people, but during the interviews, I was looking for link building extraordinaires. And what I noticed was people changed their resumes. Since 2011, 2012, they were no longer link builders. They were keyword researchers, content producers. So it just gave me a little bit of solace that we're doing the right thing. You know, we're sweating it out. It's hard work getting links. There's no shortcuts. And that, that's the way it has to be. It's all about quality. 7.5 billion people perspectives and counting. We'll have to start including bots in the census soon. A user's paradise. But promise me, no matter how surreal things get, we always make time for those multiplayer matches. Consider it done. Well, digital empathizers, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks again for listening along, and don't forget to tune in next week for our conversation with Ian Lurie on episode nine. What's consistently worked is what's always worked in marketing, and I, I say this, I'm a broken record on this, but you know, it's still clear message, well communicated. Uh, and well executed and remember look after each other online because empathy is organic and you can't automate empathy 